0: at the turn it's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else here are your hosts nick heidelberger and joe simons hello hello welcome into another episode of at the turn zach johnson makes his six captain's picks so we jumped on the mic
1: nick jt made it that was i think the one thing everybody was looking for to see like you know, will will he be picked? I think it says a lot about where ZJ's headspace is as he approaches his captaincy. So we got some answers, and I can't wait to talk about them. Before we get to any of it, a reminder to please rate and review the podcast.
0: The promotion, how apropos. Who will earn the most Ryder Cup points this fall in Rome? That's for the whole event. Whoever gets the most points, if you're the first person to identify who that is, Piper Golf, our friends, will send you a free box of golf balls. If you can't wait, use promo code TURN10 at checkout for incredible savings on incredible golf balls. Nick, we're going to zoom through the handicap report today. It is brought to you by Blue Tees. Get the number one rangefinder in the game, the 3 Max from Blue Tees. Water resistant, has pulse vibrations so you can lock in on the correct target. A magnetic strip so you can slap it on your cart. Save 10% when you use promo code TURN at checkout. That's TURN, T-U-R-N, for 10% off any product at bluetees.com. Blue Tees, play different. Nick, is your handicap different?
1: Technically, no. <laughs> Technically, it's the exact same. I will say I had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough for the oh, first okay. time. This is so embarrassing to admit. I, I get no joy in saying this. <laughs> for the first time, I'm pretty sure the first time this year, I replaced a differential with a lower differential but it's uh, not you beat your my handicap yeah i I, well, I didn't beat my handicap i beat the worst score of my <laughs> eight that was counted towards my handicap so it is a it is a minor breakthrough at small baby steps it was it was um only by one tenth of a point not enough to move the overall index but hey look it's something in the right direction we're still we're still 24 7
0: Mine is brief also. I had my worst round of the year. I hung a 92 on the board at Alderbrook, a course that I did a little review on on Instagram. It's uh, at the Oregon coast. It just reopened. I called them. I was the first one out at 7 a.m. Played like trash. Had a really, really fun day, though. I zipped around in two hours and 15 minutes. Got home before breakfast was over. It was uh, Lacey's mom's 70th birthday, so I had permission if I did it very, very quickly. And the mission was accomplished, but I remain an 8.2. Yeah, and that's your handicap report brought to you by Blue Tees. Let's, okay, enough of that. Let's get to it. So let's just rip off who is on the team, and then we can start breaking it down. So the six automatic qualifiers are Scotty Sheff, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, and Xander Shoffley. Those are the six that made it on their own merit. And now six captain's picks for Zach Johnson. And here's who he we went with. Jordan Spieth. Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, and the aforementioned Justin Thomas. There's one theme, Nick, with that crew of the picks. They're all pals. They're all veterans with the exception of Sam Burns. And Sam Burns is best friends with Scotty Scheffler, which I think is part of the reason why he got picked. To me, my initial thought with all of it is, this is the most shock Zach Johnson could have gone these are the six people you pick when you don't want to be questioned about your picks. Are there the six best players that he could have picked? Potentially. But I think overall, they're the six safest people that he could have picked, regardless of the outcome in Italy. I think this is the six you pick if you don't want to be open to criticism. That's my initial read on it.
1: Now, just to clarify if you don't want to be open to criticism on this day or open to criticism on Sunday of the Ryder cup, like you think this, this gives you the safest chance for success then, or the easiest press conference today.
0: I think both, I think it's the most justifiable and explainable six players that you can pick. I think you have, they're all veterans with the exception of Sam Burns. Uh, They've, they've all played Ryder cups in Europe, with the exception of Colin Morikawa. And I think Morikawa is just too good of a player to leave off. So this is going to be Speets fifth Ryder Cup, Ricky's fifth, JT's third, and Brooks's fourth. And all of them have played in Europe before, again, with the exceptions of Morikawa and Burns. And if you look at the six auto qualifiers, three are rookies and none of them have played in Europe in a Ryder Cup. So you need to get some experience. I think it makes sense generationally. You're keeping a lot of these players together. I think the one person who maybe feels like they got snubbed, I'm not going to go with Cam Young because I know that he is technically the one who got snubbed the most. I think Keegan Bradley probably feels like he could have been a part of this. He had the win at the Travelers. He's been in Ryder Cups before. But to me, he just belongs to the previous generation. To me, he belongs to, like, the Phil generation. That was always his partner. How do you feel about King and all of this in general,
1: just kind of your initial read? Yeah, no, I I, I disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I don't think this is – I actually don't think it's that safe of a, a group of players. Like, you're, it almost looks like the other end of, like, you're just taking the pals who just got in your ear and said, like – it's like Jordan Spieth was like, man, you got to take Ricky. You got to take JT. It's like Scotty Shefford was like, you got to take Sam Burns. You know, so he was just like – he was kind of like going with the clicks rather than like, I think Keegan should have been on that team. Justin Thomas, it's almost, it's almost indefensible how you put him on the team, the way he's been playing late, lately. Um, Lucas Glover, like, I'm not saying he should have been on there necessarily, but I would have put him on before JT, potentially before Ricky Fowler. Um, hmm. It's like, so it's, Tony Finau is another one who, who got left off. I would have put him on. He's got some Ryder Cup experience. I I probably would have gone with Finau and Keegan Bradley over Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler. So the final
0: Ryder Cup standings, I was going to rip off seven through 12. So these are the six that would have made it if just the top 12 qualified in order. Brooks is seventh. Jordan Spieth is eighth. Cam Young is ninth. Morikawa is 10th. Keegan's 11th. And Burns is 12th. Fowler finished 13th. And JT finished 15th. So if you're going just in Ryder Cup points, Cam Young and Keegan Bradley are the ones that got snubbed. Cam Young had a pretty, I won't say rough year because he you know, made the Tour Championship. But it definitely wasn't the year that he had last year where he finished one shot out of the British Open. Um, one, one shot behind uh, Cam Smith and Keegan had the victory in Connecticut but didn't really do uh, honestly a ton besides that. Lucas Glover, I I look, the the guy had two amazing weeks. I don't I don't think you put him on the Ryder Cup team as a result. So, who who specifically do you think belongs on the team that didn't make it? Which which one person and who would you sub them out for if you had to pick one person?
1: The easiest Swap would be Keegan for JT and I'd probably make two and maybe even I mean like Cam Young that it's kind of you kind of gotta take it personal. If you finish ninth in the standings yeah. and don't make a 12 person team, like it's almost like what did I do wrong, bro? You know what I mean? Like, like what what happened here? Um and Tony Fino, it just seems like he should be on that team. Yeah, it feels and like again, Tony. I'd, be, I'd probably be okay without without Ricky. I mean, he was he's 25th in the world. Like you said, he was he was lower down on that on that list. So, like Keegan for JT, easy, and I'd probably go Finau for Ricky as well. So
0: Tony, Tony definitely jumps out at me. Uh, he he finished 21st in the Ryder Cup standings, which I think is a big part of it. But you know, to your point, Tony has been a part of this. Um, he 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 played in Europe. In in 2018, and I think a lot of what happened in 21, where the US was able to dominate, there's a few factors. One, the Americans played their asses off. Two, Europe was going through a bit of a transition. And I think what Zach Ta- Johnson is trying to do is sort of prevent that from happening in Europe. Where if, whereas if you leave, you know JT and Ricky off of the team, there's like no continuity from the Ryder Cups of the past. And you're basically throwing at a bunch of new guys and hoping that it works. And a lot of these guys have not been playing well lately. And it's sort of the, it's a difficult balance, right? Because you can make arguments for let's get guys in great form, but there really isn't anything for a month. The Ryder Cup isn't for a month. So if you were to take, let's say Lucas Glover had a really strong tour championship and you picked that guy, well then shit, there's a month between now and when he actually has to go to Rome and try to beat the Europe the European squad on their soil. So I I understand a little bit of both. I, I frankly have kind of come around a little bit on JT just because his Ryder Cup record is so damn good. I've been a big proponent of saying like he doesn't belong anywhere on this team because he's played so bad. I'm starting to come around a little bit on that. Maybe I'll change my opinion again as we get into September. To me, JT is a safe pick. As strange as that sounds, I think he's safe for Zach Johnson because you can always go back to his outstanding Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup records. I mean, if you look at the records of the guys in the team, Nick, um, you know Ricky has not a good record. He's three seven and five in his four previous Ryder Cups. JT is six and two. Brooks is six and five. Speeth is eight and seven three. So those guys all have winning records. Ricky is Ricky is, I think, a consequence of the boys' club and having a pretty decent year, including the win. Mm-hmm. Tony Tony stands out to me. Keegan a little less so. And then otherwise I don't have a problem with, with what he did on this team.
1: Mm -hmm. So if you had like last week, put a thousand dollars of your own money on the United States to win in Rome, you're feeling good today about, about these captains picks. I think, first of all,
0: I put money on Europe about a month ago because I knew the odds were going to change as we got closer. Um, So, you know, let's go Europe. But, No, I mean, I don't think there's really any combination of players that are available where I'd feel great about it. The one thing we haven't talked about yet, and I don't know know if you want to get to it, is a few of the live guys who I think would be more risky, but would also lend towards more continuity among the players. Like DJ's not on this team. Bryson's not on this team.
1: That was one thing. So I was very confident Brooks would be on here. Now has my question, my question was, will there be two live guys? And if not, who is Brooks gonna play with? Um, so DJ, I would have thought like, you know, DJ would make probably more sense than Bryson if you're looking at like a partner for Brooks. Um, if you're looking at form, you know, Bryson has an argument to be made there too. But yeah, Bryson you know, shot I don't 58
0: know. the other week. <laughs>
1: No, I, I I'm I am well aware. Trust me, despite <laughs> despite his claims that nobody covered it, I, I did unearth <laughs> that I did unearth that stat. Good, good for um, you. Um, yeah, but if, if it's just interesting to see because like you got one live guy and eleven tour guys, will there be some hostility? Does 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 anybody actually care? I don't really know. And if you had two or three live guys, would it just be even more segregated? Where like okay, you just put Brooks and DJ off in there. They do their own thing and they don't even like mix versus like it's just brooks like he could do his own thing or he could just like break down those barriers if those barriers are even there i'm not sure but it'll be it is kind of interesting to me that there's only one live guy and 11 tour guys
0: well i don't think anyone else is really played strong enough on the live tour and the majors and whatever it is to say whoa, this person at the very least needs to get consideration i mean brooks won a major and finished you know second at the masters so it's pretty tough to leave him out. Scotty chef made a really good point before the tour championship. He said, if you look at just the points, if Brooks would have played in one tour event and made the cut, he would have earned enough points on merit. So you should probably have him in on the strength of that. So I don't think, I think that certainly maybe a year ago, it would have been different in terms of a live PGA tour weirdness, but after Mm -hmm. the announcement with the coalition and there's just been so much time, um, I, I think it's just been normalized to the point where these players don't really, care that much about it. Um I think not having DJ on the team makes sense just because he's not in good form. I would prefer to have like if you were to just in a vacuum have Ricky Fowler or Dustin Johnson on this team. And DJ's writer-cup record isn't like off the charts good, but I think he's more intimidating than Ricky Fowler to you know, yeah. Robert McIntyre, a random Scottish guy who's going to be on this team and has never played in a Ryder Cup before. Or our boy Adrian Moronk, who is probably going to be in the team, and has never played in a Ryder Cup before. Um, I just think that he is a more imposing figure, uh, literally and sort of figuratively. Um, but who knows? Maybe the U.S. goes in and beats Europe. Um, I just don't think there's 12 guys that the U.S. team has that's going to go in and, and, and beat the European squad. Like, I'll, I'll pose it to you out of the six guys or out of the 12 possible guys that the U S could be sending to Europe, does this feel like a team that's going to come home and, and, and break the 30 year curse to you?
1: No, it doesn't to me. It just feels like, you know, a bunch of, you know, Oh, shocks. You know, we went and partied and, you know, we had we a tried. good time and, you know, like I just don't see a lot of like killer instinct. And, you yeah. know, I just look at, honestly, no offense to these guys. I look at Jordan beef. Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. And I'm like, you just went with the, with the spring break crew and they're never going to live that down, but they're just not like intimidating killers. Them. They just don't, they don't feel, yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia did, you know, for the last 20 years.
0: And that's the thing is like, you know, you, you look at this and again, the most experienced players are, are, are Spieth and Fowler. Um, you know, Scotty's only played in one, Pat Cantlay, Xander, who, and, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon and Max Homa are arguably you know, playing the best of, of anybody and they're all rookies. So it's a little bit random. Yeah. Homa had an awesome President's Cup, but that was on a course where he's won a PGA Tour event before and it was playing the best golf of his life. To go do it in Italy a month from now where you're not having like a major competition between now and then, it just feels like there's a lot of variables and you're right. I don't think Besides Brooks, you really have a killer on this squad. Cantley and Xander are an incredible team, but that's a very small sample size of what those two guys have done together. It's not like they've been doing it for a decade. They've done it for a couple of team events. It's been successful. And the same with Justin Thomas. I think to kind of argue against what I said, Justin Thomas does have this incredible team record, but it's not like this is going back 15 years. It's going back like, Four or five events, so it's not as though he has this long-standing record of Ryder Cup success. However, he did go four and one in Europe in 2018, so there is some credence to it. To me, it feels like it's the safest Nick because it's the most justifiable today and the most justifiable after the Ryder Cup. If you pick Bryson and DJ and they put up a goose egg, oh boy, then then you got a lot of got, you got some a lot of to do. You have some explaining to do, but I also think that like it's a little bit disappointing because I wish he would have taken more of a risk. I think that if you take a risk, you have an opportunity to be successful. Do Running back the same game plan that they've had for the last 30 years that's been unsuccessful in Europe, it's easy to explain. You don't ruffle any feathers. Zach Johnson played a regular tour schedule this year, so he's going to have to run into a lot of these guys. I think this is the path of least resistance, and it's disappointing that he did that. I, it, it, it just feels like he's putting together a squad like you said, like he wants to have a good time with in Rome rather than like, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to name DJ. I'm going to name Bryson. I'm bringing Keegan. Cam Young, I think you're a killer. I'm showing confidence by giving you a pick instead of, you know, Scotty's buddy, Sam Burns. It, it's, it, yeah. it just feels kind of like a a, a nothing burger to me at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm team Europe, I'm I'm a little more excited for the Ryder Cup now than I was yesterday.
0: Yeah, for sure. And for everyone's edification, it was Europe was plus 185 to win a month ago, which is where I grabbed them very excited about that. They were down to plus 160 after the BMW Championship. And during the Tour Championship, as Victor lost his mind, it moved to plus one hundred and fifty. So it's inching closer to a toss-up proposition. It will be really interesting to see what happens when Luke Donald names his team uh, a week from today. We'll see what happens to the odds. And I don't know, Nick. To me, Cam Young is the biggest snub. Is that is that is that where you're at? Just because of what the numbers say.
1: Yeah, because what the numbers say, and I'm putting myself in these guys' shoes, and like Keegan's probably super disappointed, but but Cam is probably feel taking it personal. Like, like, what did I do to piss him off? What did I do to to get off of this team? Cause he was in prime position to be picked. Um, so he's probably he's probably feeling the worst. Keegan's disappointed. Tony's probably asking some questions, but but Cam is probably like, you know, wondering if he's a bad person. <laughs>
0: Well, and the thing about Cam Young is he's super young. I know he looks like he's 35 years old, but he's in his early 20s. And if you're trying to simultaneously continue what you have with previous generations, but also build towards the future, Cam Young is the perfect guy to do that with because he feels like someone who's going to be on this team for a long time and a team that's not very experienced. It just seems like it would make sense to have him in there like the European team was going to throw out you know Justin Rose and Rory McIlroy and people that have been there for a long time a lot of new blood but they're going to have some old veterans in there and the U.S. just doesn't really have that in the same way and I think that's ultimately why you go with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth to have that continuity Um, do you like the six captains picks or would you rather have fewer and 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 leave leave the captain's discretion out of this a little bit
1: no, I like having more captain's picks. I think, you know, I don't love these specific picks, but I think the captain, <laughs> the, the captain, um, the the record, the the result will, will be on that person's resume. So they should have as much control as possible and, and, and you know, situate things the way they want them. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that Zach doesn't know what he's doing. Um it just you know and 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 he ultimately will will have to own up to the results so um if you if you just put you know ten guys on there and only gave him two picks or three picks, you know he can just kind of say well i you know I would have picked these guys or they would have paired together better but now he 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 kind of gets to you know steer his own ship so
0: Captain Heidelberger, who would have been your six picks?
1: Jordan Spieth, okay. Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Cam Young, Keegan Bradley, Tony Fino. Okay. I agree.
0: I would I would definitely take the top 10 in order. So Brooks, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Speith, Cam Young, Colin Morikawa. That means your top 10 in points qualify for this team and I totally agree with that. The other two, I think I didn't think I was going to say this earlier, but I think I picked Bryson. I think I put Bryson on this team. I think he has had a decent record. I think he throws a weird element into this group. Um, I, I just think that Bryson is an interesting guy to have on here. He's had some success recently, and I do think you go with Ricky Fowler. I think that Ricky brings this team together. I think everyone likes Ricky. I think especially... Um, you know, sort of the 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 captain's picks and the auto qualifiers. I, he he's one of the elder statesmen of this team. Uh, Brian Harmon is the oldest, but Ricky's the second oldest player on this team, which is kind of crazy. Wow. I know, crazy. isn't that a isn't that nuts? So yeah, I go with Brooks, Spieth, Young, Morikawa, Ricky, and I pick Bryson. I think you have to. Oh. I think you have to have a little bit of an outlier. It was either going to be Bryson or DJ, um, and none of them got mentioned. I think Tony probably feels like what the hell I thought I was part of the cool kids club and he really didn't even get mentioned. Um, I don't know, man, like a lot of the leaking of this yesterday sort of feels like you're soft launching the team. And if there was any outrage, maybe you pull back something at the last minute. I I don't know if you were following any of that yesterday, but there was no no surprises this morning. All, all six of these guys were basically soft announced through Twitter yesterday. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, I guess you got to put JT on this team. And look, if they go and they beat Europe, Zach Johnson is a genius. If they lose 19 to 10, you're exactly back where you were five years ago. Right.
1: Who's got the most pressure?
0: Um, I mean, to me, it's not Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas was picked. If he plays bad, well, you expected him to. If he plays good, it's found money. I don't think anyone is necessarily expecting JT to go out and go five zero and zero. Honestly, the most pressure Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Scotty had, I think, the seventh best statistical season this century in terms of scoring average, and he can say that his putter is not a problem. But when he gets some four footers, how many gimmies you think Scotty's going to get inside of five feet at the Ryder Cup? Lot. Probably, probably, probably not very many. Um, if you're if you're the best player in the world and you're the anchor of this team, and I think I think Scotty has got to go, you know, three and two at a minimum, and probably four and one um, to solidify his spot. Especially when if you look at the top five in the world right now, um, Scotty, Rom, Rory, uh, Victor, and Pat, Pat Cantlay. Uh, I I would take the three euros. I, I I think at the top of the heap, the euros are definitely have the big advantage, and if Scotty can. Hold his own in that regard, then the US was gonna have a good shot. So to me, it comes down to Scotty Scheffler. I think the most pressure is at the top of
1: the list. I'm going the other way. I think I do think it's JT because you're the guy who is the furthest down on any sort of ranking system that puts guys near in the conversation for this team. So you have to kind of even in the back of your mind be like, I'm taking a spot from someone who who maybe should have been here. And if I don't like prove that I was a good use of a pick you know, then like, that's gonna be the first thing to be called out. Like if, if JT goes like one and three and then gets benched, like late on Saturday, um, that's going to be a problem for him. And then, yeah, I, I think that would be his performance sets up for the most amount of criticism from the American fan base.
0: What do you think is a successful Ryder cup for Justin Thomas?
1: I mean 2 and 2 is not a failure. I think 3 and 1 is is like proving that he was a good use of a pick.
0: I think that's, that's fair assuming
1: he one session. Yeah, I do do, do you think do, I mean,
0: I suppose if he goes out and lays an egg on uh the first day, he'll he'll probably only be used sparingly from there. Yeah. Um just for posterity, Bryson has been in two Ryder Cups. He is gone 2 3 and 1. And your boy Dustin Johnson, I don't think he has a great record. I'm I'm pulling it up uh, right now, but I still want him in there. He actually, you know what? So he's he's been in five Ryder Cups and he's twelve and nine, so okay, pretty decent. Yeah, I saw,
1: not
0: too bad. I was like, I saw some highlights of Anthony Kim dusting Sergio Garcia in like 2008, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, That's so good. give me that. Do you have any other takes on what we saw today? Because I have something that I I, I want to do real quick.
1: No, I I'm fresh out. OK, cool.
0: So there you go. Once again, just to rip off the uh, U.S. Ryder Cup team, six qualifiers, Scotty Sheff, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Pat Cantlay, Max Homa, Xander Schauffele, Zach Johnson went with these captain's picks. Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, and Sam Burns, who is the only Ricky, rookie out of those captain's picks. Nick, I thought we'd go back. And I want to do a deeper dive in this before we get to the Ryder Cup this year. But 1993 Ryder Cup, the last time the U.S. team won on European soil. Wow. I'm just going to I'm just gonna rip off the team because I think it gives some context as to how long ago this actually was. So here you go. Your captain was Tom Watson. Here are your team members. Paul Azinger, Fred Couples, Tom Kite, Rookie Lee Jansen, Corey Pavin, Payne Stewart, Chip Beck, and rookies John Cook, Davis Love III, and Jim Gallagher Jr. The two captains picks, age 43, Lanny Watkins, and age 51, Raymond Floyd, was on the last time Team USA won a Ryder Cup in Europe. That is how long it's been. And for further context, yeah, Ray Floyd (laughs) – so here's a stat. The last time the U.S. team won in Europe, Ray Floyd was on the team. Ray Floyd won a major championship in 1969. So that is some context of how long it's actually go. been since the United States has won on European soil.
1: That that paints a very clear picture. That was probably the last Ryder Cup that Phil wasn't on. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it was. Streak. Yeah. It's
0: exactly what it was. And, and for the record, Phil Mickelson did not get a captain's pick today. So he will not be a part of the Ryder Cup in, in 2023. Um, I'm very interested to see what the European squad looks like. Um, that is happening next week, but it's very early in the morning here in, in Portland, Oregon. So um, Nick, without further ado, can I get to the mad golfer of the week? Yes. It's brought to you by proud 90. They make golf apparel for anyone who wants to turn things up a notch while on the course softest fabrics, four way stretch and quick dry material proud 90 shirts and shorts are the most fun and fashionable way to stay cool in the course course use promo code turn at checkout for 15% off. That's code turn for 15% off at proud 90.com. Cause when you break 90, you should be proud. We're going to Marco Simone golf and country club site of the 2023 Ryder cup. Our mad golfer of the week is Alberto carboni. Now. I will be clear. I did do some editing because this is something that Google translated, so I had to interpret it the best I could, but I think it got the gist of it. Here's what Alberto has to say. Quote, I don't think it's fair to expect a very high-level fee without giving the customer even the basic services along the way. There aren't any toilets, water, ball cleaner, and no mobile bottle service. Even today, with temperatures close to 40 Celsius. And then... Are you really sure that the new course is better than the old one? So not only is Alberto frustrated because there's no toilets or waters or mobile bottle service, he thinks the new setup sucks. Congrats, Alberto. You are our mad golfer of the week. He's got a great Italian name, though. I know. Alberto Carboni, absolutely. And with that, it is time for neck. Negri- Brought to you by Matchstick Golf, use promo code TURN20 at checkout for a lot of money off.
1: I got a trifecta of Nick rules, one for every decade that it's been since the U.S. last won on European soil. First, we're just going to breeze through these. The Ryder Cup format, you should know this, but if you don't, each of the first two days is one floorball match and one... um, one four ball and one four match session of foursomes. So, four, yes, I'm sorry, that was uh, too many fours. Too a lot many fours. of fours. <laughs> one four ball, one foursome. Four matches. Those those days. The last day is twelve singles matches. So, mm. Friday afternoon, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, all day Sunday singles. Number two, the Ryder Cup. That means concessions, conceded putts. You're gonna see a lot of guys picking up. Couple things with concessions. It's fun to watch guys, professional golfers, pick up their putts. It's just different. I like it. It is. Once a putt is conceded, it's conceded. There's there's no takebacks. Like if you give me a putt and then I proceed to to hit it anyways and I miss, you can't say, oh well, well then you missed. Nope. Once you say it's good, it's good. I'm still allowed to hit it and practice and do whatever I want. Um, so that's that. I don't want to hear people saying like, well he hit it and he missed it. They should they should count it. No, it's not how it works. The last one match play all this is match play order of play is very important it's a wrinkle of match play you must follow the order of play rules unless you get verbal permission from your opponent to play out of turn like say you're looking for your ball in the woods you say nick go ahead and hit that's fine you cannot give blanket permission you have to do it like on a one-off like this specific shot there is no stroke penalty for playing out of play but your opponent Has the opportunity to make you replay the shot. They can if you stuff it close. They can cancel that shot if you played out of turn and make you replay it.
0: I want to see that so bad. I I want to see an overzealous European player stuff it to two feet and then Brooks be like, "Hey man, do it again. Prove it. I want to see it." Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know why they just don't call these formats what they are. What What are the technical names? There's four ball and then foursomes those are the two yeah. names all that is is best ball and alternate shot I don't know why they use like these colloquialisms that don't actually explain what this format actually is best ball and alternate shot um yeah it's going to be interesting to see who the pairings are I have to assume you know Xander and Cantley and speeth and Thomas are going to be two of the locked in teams that you have interesting to see who Brooks plays with maybe like a Max Homa Um, you know, the figure Scotty chef and Sam Burns are probably going to play together. Ricky may be kind of a, an, an outlier in this, but I think in terms of pairings, there's a lot of teams that make sense. Um, But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Zach does it. And that is Nick rolls. Anything else on the U S squad for the Ryder cup? I know we got a lot to still cover in terms of uh, previewing this bad boy, but yeah, we had to, we had to jump on and do it. And uh yeah, give our thoughts. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good roster rundown.
0: I think it is. JT makes the squad. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of hurt feelings out there. Um, the talking heads are going to get at it now. It should be it should be a lot of fun. Um, thank you for listening. Um, sorry we did a Tuesday up. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do a Monday or Tuesday next week. We're we're flying by the seat of our pants. It's almost football season. Give us a break for God's sakes, uh, Nick. Um, thanks for doing this man this was this was fun happy belated you had your birthday a couple days ago we're uh we're getting there we're almost we're almost 40 i felt
1: yep it's coming up
0: bro i felt 38 the other day when i tried to wake up and not stretch and just go to a golf course i just kept i kept groaning like for the first nine holes i recorded myself and i was just laughing about how much i was groaning out there a couple of old (laughs) men
1: (laughs) all
0: right everybody we'll talk soon I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.